This is Annie from Road Grime. And I'm here with my mom. And we are at Standing Rock in North Dakota. And we're at the camp. And we're walking around camp. We rented a van and we filled it to the top. We packed it full of donations from from my community in Grand Rapids. We drove it out here. A 17-hour drive from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Standing Rock, North Dakota. We got here today. Today is the 25th. Is it the 25th today, Ma? 26th, I think. 20, no, I think tomorrow's the 26th. 24th was... Yesterday was Thanksgiving. So whatever day is after Thanksgiving. I think it's the 25th. Of anyway, November. Of November. <laughs> day after 20, Thanksgiving. 2016. Day after Thanksgiving. So we're standing here right now. We're watching some guys put up a teepee. It's pretty awesome. I, I cannot describe the feeling of this place. It's amazing. Um, I just dropped off all the cash donations that I collected, which was over $500. Don't, I uh, dropped that off at the legal tent. Um, they were very grateful. S- super awesome people. They said that um, this, t- this camp can cannot survive without people donating. And, and that, you know, if you can't make it out here, donate any way possible. So I just want to thank everyone at home for being so generous. And so what do you think about this place, Mom? I think it's pretty fantastic. I'd stay here. In a heartbeat. A lot of people camp and you feel very safe. Everybody just doing their thing, walking around or working or chopping wood or cooking or praying or helping each other. Then you see the military on the far distant hills standing there, cold, I hope, bored, I hope. Have to pee and I don't see any Porta Johns up there, so ha! Because <laughs> they probably just pee out the bat. But I think this is pretty neat. There's a lot of teepees here. It's amazing. Makes you proud. I hope I get to go in one and see what it looks like inside. And that's a king size teepee. It's high. Yeah, I'm, compared to the it's pretty ones. awesome watching them build this teepee. They just they got the poles up and they're wrapping it with the rope right now to stabilize it. There's a lot of army tents, a lot of yurts. Uh, a lot of tents. People are even building some structures. There's a there's a little shed right over there. So many people. There's probably there's probably a few thousand people here. It is the Thanksgiving weekend, so I'm sure it swelled. The weather today is absolutely great. It's probably in the 50s. We don't have our heavy coats on. I don't all. even have my coat on. I got long johns on, but I kind of wish I had my gloves on. It kind of reminds me of the mash. That's exactly what Dixie said. Dixie said that it reminds her of mash meets, what did she say? Mash meets something. But yeah, it's amazing. Like, everyone is so awesome. Just walk around and just say hi to everybody. Everyone we've talked to, we went to the Michigan host tent, had some soup. Mom had some soup. Squash, corn, chicken soup. It's pretty good. Needed salt, too. It's pretty good. Not everyone can have salt. I know. But yeah, I got, got some pictures of the camp. It's been an amazing experience. It's been like the best Thanksgiving I think I've ever spent 
driving across country with my mom to help these water protectors. We had, for Thanksgiving dinner, tell them what we had. We had potato chips and water. Potato chips and water on the road. <laughs> well, when we got, we finally, we drove from Grand Rapids to Pierre, South Dakota, and that's where we stayed. We got there about, uh, it was about 7.30, 8 o'clock last night. So we found a Perkins next to a hotel. So we had, like, BLTs and soup. That was our main Thanksgiving dinner. I suppose. Didn't really feel like turkey. Doesn't really matter. But, yeah. Want to walk around a little more? Yeah, let's go. What is roped off? Well, it's all roped off everywhere. There's no place to go. We want to go back to and get our coats. We can do that. Yeah, we're going to donate our gift, Vusha gift cards to uh, the medic tent. Set up. Love the smell of wood burning, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that one. You got all the corn dry. So cool. Oh, we're just watching you guys. This is awesome. We're just watching. Thank you. You can watch. Thank you. These guys working. I'd like to watch guys. Yeah, who doesn't? No, I've never seen someone set up a TV before. Where are you guys from? Uh, Here we are. From South Dakota. Oh, okay. Did ya? Awesome. Yeah, we came up from Denver. From Denver? We came from Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. 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 Not too bad. We made it in a day up to South Dakota. Yep. But she drives like crazy. Who brought you over? You or Hey, we'd still be driving if she drove. Yeah, no, but who decided to come, though? I mean, it was... It, it was kind of a mutual thing. Yeah, I've been nagging to come since this last summer when yeah, I started. Yes, so I, I had Thanksgiving weekend off. I'm like, come on, Ralph, let's rent a van. And I went to my community. I'm like, hey, who wants to help me fill this van with donations? So we packed it full. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it was wow. amazing. So, yeah. So what are you guys hoping to do out here? What are you guys trying to... Well, we... Today. Yeah, we just came to bring donations mm-hmm. and collected some cash, so I just went and donated that to the Wish legal. We could stay, but we can't. Yeah. The medical. We could sleep in the van, actually. Well, we just gave away all the stuff, so... We gave away <laughs> all the blankets and sleeping bags. And... You know, they came up with enough money to get Red Fawn out yet? I yeah. haven't heard that. Uh-huh. Her well, bond was at 100,000, 101,000. They're accusing wow. her of murder, though. Attempted murder. Wow. You saw the video, though, right? I don't think I saw the video. I don't think I did either. Action. Yeah, there was a video posted online. Well, they'll crucify her if they can. Yeah. Yeah, look cool. at the airplane. <laughs> They've only had one plane normally, but today they got two. Wow. Red Bond did not have a weapon. I don't know. I don't know where she got the weapon. I know that they've got a video, and then you hear three shots in the so video. Supposedly she fired the shots? That's what they're saying. she didn't have a weapon at all that they had shot well they had weapons yeah they had all of them had weapons I mean it's easier she could have grabbed one of theirs you know yeah who knows 
But the question is, is when is she going to get out? And everybody's been bonded out already, except for her. Wow. Granted, her bond's at $101,500. Well, it's only 10% of that, isn't it? No, it's, that's the that's 10%. It. That's yeah. the, wow. <laughs> so that's like a million. But it comes back. You know, it's... Well, it just shows up. Yeah, all she's got to do is show up. But <laughs> she's going to get a fair trial. That's the other question, you know, again. Right. Um, there's so many things that... And they said it high, probably because they were afraid she wouldn't show up back, I'm sure. And, and to prove a point. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's all it is is a financial fight, you know? I mean, yeah. attempted murder, that's... Against who, you know? Um, right. All those police officers, you know? Is there one in particular? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And so it it's, becomes an argument of semantics at the end of the day. And the only thing I want to see is her out. That's That's what I want to see. Well, they're going to make an example of her, obviously. They've got to have another side to the story, you know. Yeah. And she was unfortunately in the wrong place at the wrong time and maybe a little bit too hot-headed. Yeah. Yeah, that she is, but... You know her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder you're interested, yeah. Yeah. I've been out here for four months. I know a lot. Have you been? Wow, four months for you. I came out here for four days. A girl asked me to go camping. Yeah. And she, I didn't even like her. She wasn't a girlfriend or anything. It was just come, some girl that came up to me. I was at a community feed in Denver. We usually feed the homeless there. Okay. And she comes up and was like, hey, you want to go camping? Yeah, I ain't got nothing to do for four days. Okay. Yeah. Then on the way up here, she started explaining to me. I'm like, God dang, the liberals, I don't want to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> and since I've been here, I've, it's been great. You know, I haven't yeah. suffered. And have you been out to the front lines? I've been I've been to the front of the spread. I like to call it the front of the spread. Front lines is reminiscent of war. We're yeah. not at war. We're it, this is, we're a peaceful praying group. We're protectors. I'll and, tell you, uh, everybody out state calls it. Yeah, they they, they they need to change that because uh, that stirs up a lot of. Negative. Yeah, well, it's very descriptive, however. <clears throat> but it's the front of the spread. I'm a pipeline worker. Okay. So, to me, it's called the front of the spread. Front of the Listen, spread. when coming up here, we saw all these pipes being laid down through the reservation. On the south. Yeah, yeah. that's water. That's water. I told you. Yeah, water. water. They're blue. I just, I'm like, no, that's got to be okay, Ma. <laughs> yeah, it's just water. It's just water. <laughs> Yeah, I came up here and, you know, didn't plan on staying and ended up getting <laughs> offered a job. While oh, I was really? up here, yeah. Wow. What's your job? Uh, pipeline executive. Pipeline executive. And what's that entail? I've built pipelines. I used to have a company that used to build okay. pipelines. Okay. Well, you're not building pipelines, though. In a way, because right now they're building it. And one, my job, when I started working in the pipeline industry, I used to be quality control, quality assurance. Okay. Then I became an executive and I opened up my own company. I built a lot of pipelines in South America. All right. Not only oil pipelines, but also mineral pipelines and um, agricultural pipelines. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but there's pipelines for, like, grain. And instead of using conveyor belts, they started um, coming up with a new system where they use water to transport, like, you know, wow. rice and wheat wow. and wow. corn. Yeah. And so I built, you know water pipelines too I built water pipeline in Australia but the majority of the work has been in the oil industry I built gas pipelines for Brazil Chile Argentina Venezuela when Hugo Chavez kicked out everybody wow so then, so here what are you doing you're on the side of the indigenous people right 
I've always been. I've always been on the side of the people. But here, they've hired me as an advisor to the council. Okay. So okay. I've been doing evaluations of the pipeline that's being built right now. I've been out on the front of the spread, okay. in the middle of the spread, and the rear of the spread, looking at welds, looking at quality control, well, that's looking at good. inspection. So people, sure. yeah, they know you're doing a good job. <coughs> they're doing a good job. They're not. They're not. Which we found out that they're not, yeah. No? By being out there, I was able to point out a bunch of deficiencies, and so... Tuesday, um, the tribal chairman is supposed to be negotiating with um, uh, Colonel Henderson. He's the one responsible for this project. And so when he negotiates with him, he's supposed to tell him, look, we've got questions with regards to quality. Oh, yeah? Well, what makes you the expert? That's what we're going to ask him, right? Uh-huh. And we've got a team of four people right now. There's a gentleman out of Saudi Arabia. His name's Patrick. Dom's out of Oklahoma. And Richard is from somewhere. I forget where he's from. But we're a team of four people that work in the industry. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's smart. Yeah, Very and there's smart. no such thing as us and them. You know, once you want, if we, again, like, right. if we start using certain words, them, us, you're dividing people. And that's divide and conquer. It's a method that's worked for a long time. And we're a unity group. We're, we're trying to create peace and appeal to everyone. And so um, there's never been a working with them or working with us. You know, it's we. Well, when you, know. you say you're a pipeline expert, then you, people around here would want to know for sure, yeah. especially us. Yeah. We just got here. Yeah. You know, are, you a, are you a spy? No, no. no. <laughs> I have security clearance. I mean, I work nuclear also. And okay. I work, um, pharmaceutical. And you've been here four months, huh? Yeah. Well, good for you. That's a lot of volunteering. <laughs> My gosh, you're giving up a lot, I would yeah. imagine. And when they offered me a job, they were only paying me 100 an hour. Atrocious. I usually charge three to six. Wow. wow. <laughs> so I said, no, I'll do it for free. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But I ran into this police officer. Here's a, I'll give you another example of there's no less than them mentality. I ran into the police officer coming back from Bismarck, and he was he had a man down emblem on his shoulder, and I, he was at the counter. I'm like, hey, what do you think about those protesters? Trying to incite something, you know. Yeah. And I was, I was expecting the typical, I'm just doing my job. And he says, I've got a wife and kids out at the camp. Oh, wow. Well, that's neat. That's awesome. Well, then he's not one shooting at people or throwing grenades at young well, girls' And arms. even if they are, I mean... Oh, I don't know how they can justify themselves doing that. The same way that there's people here on our side throwing bro- bricks and throwing rocks. and Really? How can they justify that? I didn't know that. Yeah. You never tell us that. So well, that's... We shouldn't be doing Most that. of these incidents that happen at the front of the spread or the front line... Is it retali- retaliation? When the police start throwing tear gas and grenades, is because somebody. I gotcha. Oh, that puts a different light on everything. Yeah. And so by the simple fact that we advance, you know, that could be considered a yes. threatening. Yes. Yeah. Well, and we heard some chanting too that was pretty. Fuck the police. You think, oh, come on, kids, straighten out, you know. Yeah. Just remember that when I, when I say there's no us and them. It, that's systematic to separate us, to divide us, you know. Yep. And it, it happens here in camp too. Like for example, at the dinner yesterday. I don't know if you guys went to the dome. No, to eat. we just got no. here today. Yep. Yesterday they had a dinner, and at some point in time, somebody says, "Okay, they were allowing people to eat, elders, you know, veterans, which, you know, in a superficial sense, those are divisual, div- dividing words. But it got worse whenever somebody says, "Okay, now native women and children." And then sometimes you'll hear people talk about white people out here, and you know, you know. I think 
those are reminiscent of things that we've learned from a colonial perspective mm -hmm. to try to maintain us divided. Mm -hmm. And I, I just assume consider everybody people. You know? Yep. Because I question. I would ask. Here's a question to a native. You know, am I mm -hmm. native enough? Because I'm originally from Brazil, and I'm part of a tribe called the Quilombo de Palmares, which was supposed to have been wiped out in the 1700s. Oh wow. Okay. Am I native enough? Right. <laughs> or am I white enough or black <laughs> enough or right. whatever? You know. Um, yep. We yeah. We're all just people. We. We're all just people. We. You're a native. Like Am I? Oh, yeah. likes me. <laughs> She's married, though. Oh. Well, I'm not. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> so yeah, just you know, all those words that we use that seem so benign, they really, they. They strike a chord in people, you know, front line. Sometimes. Everybody wants to go to the front line when they get here. You know? Yeah. Everybody wants to see a car accident, you know. Yeah, they want to see people the destruction. People run over, or whatever. Yeah, oh, destruction, chaos, chaos and yep. mayhem. But that, I, I want to see love. I want yep. to see peace. You know? That's exactly what we've get seen here. It's been amazing. Yeah. I want to see them pack up and get the hell out of here. That's what I'd like to the see. The police, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say, it's gonna be a while on this teepee here. Yeah. If you guys want to take a picture now and come back and take a picture later. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't do the progress. It's pretty hard <laughs> up there, isn't it? We gotta get over the medic tent. Yeah. You know where it's at? Yeah. Yeah. We found it once. We got some donations for them, so. There's two of them. Are, is there? There's actually four of them, actually. Okay. Go down the main road right there, you'll run into. Yep, we've seen that That's one. That's the one we found. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just find somebody in charge to give us stuff to it. We gotta leave yet today. Yeah. So we're just here for the afternoon. We just came to bring donations and yeah. show our love and support. Well, thank you. Yeah. What are you going to take back with you? Nothing. The band that we came in. That's well, no. <laughs> how about the feeling? How about that's the, exactly that's what the idea? Is, yeah. This is what's most important: the feeling and idea. Good to see you. You thought that was a nine, huh? No, I'm not scared anymore. Remember? <laughs> no, the feeling. I was at first. He came up and poked me, and like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, the feeling and the idea. I mean, hey, the, I don't know. You know what I'm around. I know, man. <laughs> There's a right now we're nation building. Yeah. You know what nation building is? Go you guys ahead, ever talk to anybody about nation no? building? Uh -uh. We're trying to build a nation. We're trying to build a, a new way of life, um, um, a more fair and equitable environment. And this is an example right here. Yeah. And everything that, you know, when I say nation building, they're actually passports, driver's license, license plates for your vehicles. That's actually happening. Right, right on the reservation? They're making them to a separate right nation? Here. Right here in this camp? Right here in this camp. And one of the reasons why we want to get a drill pad, I've been looking for, she's actually interested in uh, performing a ceremony so that we can actually show people on how to nation build. Because there's people here from tribes that aren't legalized yet. I talked to a lady yesterday, jo Joni. She works um, in nation building processes. And then this morning I ran into another lady who works on a tribe in California and they're in the process of legalizing. They've legalized on a state level, but they haven't legalized on the federal level. Which to me, having a little knowledge of how nation building works, because I've been here a little bit, She's actually started at the wrong place because if she's legalized on a state level, all her people that are part of her tribe now have become fifth class native citizens. Fifth class, when I when I say fifth class, if you're a native, 
And you have a federal agreement, it's treaty. And so you're dealing on a treaty level. And so when you talk to anybody that works for the government, it's only federal. You're only going to talk to federal governments, not to state and not to regional. And so and when you become a native citizen, a native, a native sovereign citizen of that tribe, you've actually got more rights than any American citizen has. The, super, the Constitution, it supersedes the Constitution. But you're also an American citizen, right? Me? Or you're talking about native? No, I'm talking about these people. No. If, you, if you're not an American citizen, no, if you're not an American citizen, because when you become an American citizen, you lose five If you're born here, you're stages. an American citizen. Well, no, no, here's the thing. If you're born on a native land, and that native land is a treaty native land, you've actually got more rights than American citizens do. But you're not considered an American citizen? No. And so when you're... If, so they if, can't vote? They, well, they don't want to. The thing is, if you're a native citizen, you've got more rights than any American citizen has. Well, when you become an American like citizen, it. well, yeah, that's the way it seems. But the reality of it is, that under treaty, if you're a, a native, sovereign citizen, All right, I'm with you, you have more rights than American citizens do. When you become an American, there's a lot of natives that become American citizens, and they lose five, what we call five degrees of rights. Okay, what rights are they losing? Every right that a native has, you know. What's the difference between that then and? And I'm a citizen of the United States. Yeah. So what's the difference between the I'll give rights you an that example. they have? Okay. I'll give you an example. When you go into the line at uh, the airport, they've got U.S. citizen line mm-hmm. and foreigners line. When a native, that's a tribal treaty native, goes through that line, they have diplomatic immunity. They don't have to go through any of the searches or any of the... <laughs> they go around. Because it's recognized from a federal perspective that they are sovereign. And so they don't go through either line. They get escorted around. Um, Does that really happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another um, right that natives have that we as American citizens don't have, we can take things to the U.N. court. You can't. If you have a problem with your government, you have to go to the, well, municipal, state, federal. uh, And by the time you get there, you've spent, what, half a million, a million dollars? Whatever. A native, if he has a problem, if a police officer arrests him and he has a problem... He can go straight to federal and U.N. court. Yeah, I've seen that. We've gone to the U.N. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, there's a lot more rights. Oh, yeah, there, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Um, do you speak Spanish? Hablo español, sí, señor. ¿Sabes lo que está haciendo acá? Están haciendo un tipi. Un tipi. Sí, están intentando montar el tipi. Las banderas son representativas a las direcciones. Las cuatro direcciones. ¿Tú sabes sobre cuatro direcciones? No podemos entrevistar. Sí, le podemos. Four directions. Lo, lo podemos. Do you speak Spanish? No. ¿Cuántas hey, direcciones está bien? Aquí. Aquí. Ya ve. Do you mind we interview you? It's for a radio in San Francisco. Can we can we get a couple minutes so I can finish? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. Are you gonna be around? Yeah, I'll be here. Okay, because okay, we're gonna have right there. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna come back in about ten minutes. Okay. Thank you so much. And so, as a as a, and again, if you defer to the, the laws that have been written as to American citizens, you'll find that, like I said, when you start looking at sovereign Native citizens, they are up here. If you were a Native right now, and I was an American citizen, and the police were to stop us, you wouldn't be able to be touched because of the uh, jur- jurisdictional problems. They would have to call a federal agent, and a federal agent would have to recognize... What laws are you violating that are based on treaty? 
But are they doing that here? Because they are arresting the natives. They are, but right now we've got a permit process that we're putting through on this land. Yeah. So that everybody that's been arrested now becomes a permitted native person. And then the, right. it'll question jurisdiction. Okay. But I, if you'll have to, if you... If you get a chance when you get back home, look at the rights of Native citizens as opposed to the rights of American citizens. I have citizens. tried to, and I didn't find it. I thought they were subjugated to lesser rights than we have. More, more. The reality of, and they don't know. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of Natives don't know this that they have more rights than American citizens. And when they become American citizens, they've just relinquished five degrees of rights. They've actually reduced themselves from diplomatic community to peasantry, basically. And that's what you know. Right. So you're caught between a rock and a hard place because you want to be a United States citizen, but you want to be with your native people too. Yeah. So. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that you're, you're saying that, but I don't know if all natives want to become American citizens. I know, but I would. You know, it's a prideful thing to be an American citizen. I think. Yeah. Now you weren't born here, so maybe you don't feel that way. But this, this is my country. This yeah. whole thing is, you know. Yeah. And I just thought that Native Americans were citizens too, yeah. as they should be. You know, they're born in America. Everybody's born in America. Yeah, we had the we had a bishop come over. Uh, it's funny you say that in America. I'm proud of American citizens. Right? I'm um, not always proud of my government. Yeah, I'm proud of things that happen, but I am proud of my country. A bishop came here and he apologized for the doctrine of discovery. You ever heard of the doctrine of discovery? No, I the doctrine of discovery is what gave Christopher Columbus the right to come to this land and dominate, subjugate those heathens which at the time there were 95 million of them. Now there's only about a million. Yeah, we did terrible things to the And that's why Columbus Day across the country is being changed to Indigenous Day. Because, you know, they recognize some yeah. problems with the things yeah, that they've the white people just wiped out a lot of natives. 95 million, yep. to wow. be exact. And so, and so, you know, the, what gives people rights and this is funny when you say that you're proud to be an American but what gives what gives the American right to be here is the 1828 treaty which gave the Americans here the right to occupy but never the right of ownership but that changed in 1851 or 1858 where the United States came up with another treaty that gave the natives the right of occupancy and the Americans the right of ownership and then in 1913 how did that work out then well, the natives didn't sign it. And ever since then, that's how it's been working. Modus operandi. And so the natives, and, you know, again, being a peaceful, praying people, they've never actually stood up for their rights. And this is 137 years it's been since the seven fires have come together. Seven council fires. You know what the seven council fires? Have you seen the seven teepees? There's seven teepees that are over here. Can't really, yeah, you can see the tops of them, right? See those teepees over there at the yep. distance? Those are called the seven council fires. Okay. Ochechi Shekhoi. Ochechi means seven council fires. This is the first time in 137 years that the seven council fires have come together. So what tribes are they representing? There's seven tribes of the Sioux Nation. Oh, of the Sioux Nation. Yeah. Okay. It's the first time in 137 years. Since Little Bighorn? Since they've come together. Yeah, I'm not sure. why. Was it Wounded Knee, Little Bighorn? I'm not sure no, which that one. Wasn't that was Wounded Knee. Little Bighorn? That was when Custer was killed. Okay, that's 137 years. Yeah, we yeah, so it's been 137 years since seven council fires come together. And um, in and of itself, that says to you how fast they've moved and how many rights they've lost since then. Because right now the biggest problem yeah, the biggest problem in the, in the 
native population is suicide. Have you guys heard of the suicide yes, rates? They're exploding. They're exploding. And that's that's part of you know socialization and what we call civilization. You know, being a civilized nation. But um, but that's not how the the natives work. Native government doesn't. Rem- it's not reminiscent of U.S. government, where elected politicians and president, blah blah blah. Have you guys seen any of the leaders here? No. Mm-mm. Well, you're as close to a leader as. <laughs> <laughs> well, leaders here are. Um, uh, not appointed, not elected. They're felt. Felt. They're felt. What is that word? Feeling. Oh, felt. felt. You feel. Okay. You, they're felt. Felt. So they're just a, a natural leader that steps forward and not natural. No, I don't. I wouldn't even say natural or not it, the recognition. Yes, but I think it's the feeling thing more than anything. Like for example, I was leading an operation here called the Four Directions. Right, and it's, uh, four directions has many meanings, and it also means earth, wind, fire, water. It, uh, there's actually seven directions: north, east, south, west, up, down, center. But um, I was actually leading an operation, and I didn't know it. And I was just talking to people, and I said, "Hey, we need to put together four directions." Next thing you know, I'm talking to people, and I walk over to the other end of the camp, and they're like, "When's the four directions going to happen?" <laughs> and so I had to help organize that. And it wasn't something that I did because I wanted to. It was something that I did because I was kind of compelled to. Okay. And so, and that's how the, the natives work here, from what I'm that's understanding. That's how they used to, at least in these histories that I read. Tradition. Like their teeth. Yeah. yeah their teeth were like that. By feeling. Not by election, not by voting, not no, by... No, no, They just like kind that. of ascended to that for some reason, and nobody knew why. Well, I'm, and I'm starting to understand that now. Because as I got as I got contracted by the tribe, there's a certain amount of responsibility that is rele- relevant to the IRA government, in, Indigenous Regional Administration, IRA governments, which is not the traditional um, Native tre- teachings. But at the same time, as I start doing the work that I'm doing, I'm starting to get a lot of people that are empowering me because of the things that I've said, and they're recognizing that I probably do have some information or wisdom that's relative to what we're trying to do. Cool. So it's traditional. That's a traditional form of government. My name's Anne. Her name is Anne. Anne. (laughs) What is your name? Tiago. Tiago. Yeah, I'm originally from Brazil, like I said. Okay. Okay. Wow, Brazil. Alright, fix your horn, lady. Cool. Thank you for talking to us. Yeah. This is very interesting. Yeah. Just look up the Doctrine of Discovery when you get home, I and you'll understand that. a little bit more yeah. about what proud to be an American right. means. Well, I still am proud to be American. No, I understand. Regardless of what we do to the indigenous people, yeah. but nonetheless, yeah, and I know that if there was a war against America, we'd all stand up for America. Everybody here, you too. Yeah, yeah I have certain words. You bet. That's what I mean by being American. I stand up for my country. I didn't vote for the president-elect. No, I was a diehard conservative Republican. You were. Well, no. I'm not. I'm a liberal Democrat. <laughs> uh, Rush, Rush Limbaugh listening, NRA card-carrying member. <laughs> now we've made, oh, we've parted oh, all of a sudden. Them and us, them and us. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. There's no them and us. I took a picture with Jesse Jackson the other day here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool he was here. Yeah, How about was. Jane Fonda? I saw her yesterday. Oh, yeah, she was here with her. Yeah. yeah. 
But there is no us and them. It's we, you know. Yeah, us, I don't know. There's a lot of differences of opinions on politics. There is, but that's that's fine. There can be. Yep, people. That's what people are, you know, and the uniqueness of each one of us. But we're all human. That's true. You know, and that's what we need to remember at any time. All the basic needs of life. During war, or during protecting the environment, we can't let ourselves come to that level of hurting one another because we're all people. Yep. Dependent. I'm gonna go after my baby. Got a mom, bitch. Well, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> There's always degrees, but yeah, I know, I know what you're saying, and I agree with you 100. percent But yeah. well, thank you for talking with us. We yeah. gotta yeah. amble over to the medical tent okay. to give our donation. Okay. Yeah. And if you guys want to eat something later on, Winona's kitchen is really nice over here. Oh, awesome! It's really good food. Good. Good. You're staying here for a while, huh? Yep. Till the end. Till the end. Well, who knows when the end is? You know, I think it's, this is a continuing process. If if when if this ends, which I don't think it will, this isn't going to end because it's nation building. We're building the community. This is a new way of life. But I'm going to spread this. My idea right now, and I talked to them about it already, is to go to Brazil and do the same thing, nation build. Because there's people there, you know, like I said, I, my family was wiped out in the 1700s. Everybody that was an ancestry, to me, they were supposedly wiped out in the 1700s. And our, the leader of my clan was a guy named Zumbiji Palmatis. You were up in the Amazon area? Yeah. People were? Alagoas, Galwi. So they wiped them out and made an example of them because we didn't want to be slaves. The Dutch brought... There's still a lot going down there in Peru, I understand, too. There's people that they have just discovered and um, they're fighting to stay free. Stay free in the, in the forest there. Yeah, they're trying to give them lights and electricity in schools. Yeah, they're trying to subjugate them to our yeah. Dominate. Yeah. yeah, right, dominate them. Again, that's a divisive word. Yeah, yeah it is. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Yes. Right. Take care. Later. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll be here. Come back and take a picture. We will. Right. This is the Sitting Bull TP. Sitting Bull TP. Yeah. Awesome. That guy is cool. Okay, the medical tent. Straight out, I guess. Well, Sitting Bull, when he was murdered, was 49 years old. They scalped him. Yep. Soldier stuff. Yeah, this place is awesome. before that is why there was a lot of people that were envious and jealous of them, even amongst I mean, their own people. It's been a really but he stood experience as far as like because a, he loved all of us. Like a racial tension. And, uh, remember uh, me, not as a warrior. In general, like going to Bismarck and, and but remember you know, me stuff like that. as a senior you know, it's, it's not, and a prophet. It's not so apparent. I mean, his I words. These are not books. These are teachings that we receive. Living along that river called the Grand River on the southern part of Standing Rock. So we asked these young men if they can stand like that. So please recognize them as they bring them in. 
If our relatives could please stand back a little bit. And now they're back. Stand back. And of those of you, I ask, I say this in the most respectful way to the, our our women, the backbone of our families and our people. If it's your time of the month, could you please respectfully stand back? For my cousin, Lee Plennywood. So recognize them. We're going to have the staff. My Tanshi, Ivan, looking for us. Yapaha, when I'm not here, he will be here to do this duty. Behind them will be the singers. Behind them will be Tanshi Lee. Behind him will be the elders that we have asked to be with us. Pastor right. John Eagleshield, Pala Guy Dolnath. All right. And will be these young yeah. men that we have asked to step forward. And they are with you every day. They are camped with you here. So they know what sacrifices we are all making. At this you time, know, heard, my relatives heard, heard, heard that sing behind the staff. Now is the time. Uh, I want to say thank you for the beautiful songs. Broken song, $50. Hey, Noah. We have to unload when we what a good boy. Aww. Good boy. She's starting to back out of me, so I, I backed her okay. down. Okay, I heard that. We're good now. Good Called Brownie. Brownie. <laughs> She's so cute. Dominant thing. I feel powerful. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a pack leader at my house. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when she's walking like in front of me, I, I, I shorten the thing and I make her walk behind me. Good. Just a little thing. She's only a puppy. Aww. Sometimes she gets in the play with you. It's so cute. You want to see something? Yeah. This? Can I apply? Aww. Good job. Good job. Why are you? Get a little nippy off. Yep. Yeah, that guy was. That guy was awesome. Very informative. In a full shape too. Huh? It says perspective. Yep, it is. I know he knows where this stuff is. But you can't always win everything with peace and love and kisses. No, you can't carry a big stick. Sometimes you do. Hey, thanks for listening to Road Grime. If you've made it this far and are still interested in more ramblings, check out the website at road-grime.com. You can also hear us on iTunes and Stitcher. And find me on Facebook at Road Grime Podcast or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at IronCowgirl76. This is Annie, and I'll see you on the road.